Oh, that's right. They're here too. I mean, they're they're here in spirit. They're with us. Esther, I'm so excited. This is our first episode of the relaunched Glowing Up with a guest. I know, and she couldn't be more perfect and just like us. It's great. <laughs> She's prolific. She's an author. She's an actress, a writer. She's a, the a, a luminary host of a daily news podcast on Crooked Media that I listen to all the time. She is so, she's so smart, so amazing. I just have to, I'm freaking. It's Akila Hughes. Hi. Wow. Yay. I'm like, I'm going to start crying. I have to call my therapist back on the other Zoom and be like, we have more to talk about. <laughs> well, I'm That's just exhausted nice. by all that you do. I'm like, what, how? That's, you're so accomplished. Honestly, I'm like, I feel like my body is just like trying to die. Like, it's like, you can't like, give up. Just stop. I mean, I don't feel accomplished. I feel like I am very much in process, in progress, and all of those things. I just, I don't know. We all do a lot of stuff, though. Come on. <laughs> you all have multiple shows and things that you're no. selling and merch no. and everything. Yes, you do. <laughs> I, well, I, I relate to what you said. You're just like in progress. Like, mm -hmm. we're just always in progress. I like that because there's, yeah. yes. Why feel accomplished? Feel in progress. I like that. <laughs> right? At the end of my life, I'm going to be like, damn, there was one more thing. <laughs> There's always one more thing. Yes. I'm like a good. wet, soggy bread dough. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm on my way to becoming a loaf of delicious sourdough bread, but right now, I'm wet dough. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't aware that wet dough became bread. What, when you say soggy, Esther, it <laughs> read one book. <laughs> no. The bread book. You know the one. Read one book. Yeah. You know. You know the book. Can I start this episode with a major bombshell? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm wearing a diaper. <laughs> Ooh, this is bold and I'm concerned. What's up? I'm, I have my period. I have diapers. I'm like, I'm just going to give this a try. Why not? It's COVID-19 season. <laughs> can I just, why not just, can I just say something? <laughs> oh yeah. As Esther, we're recording on Friday, <laughs> July 17th, which happens to be the day that your Comedy Central special comes out. Yes. This should be the day that you are you are firing on all cylinders. You're confident. You're beautiful. You've worked toward this your whole professional life. Yeah. And you get on the Zoom <laughs> to tell me that you've given up and you're wearing a diaper? Yeah, dude. Something's not adding up. <laughs> it's... 
That's a fair, that's a fair take. Um, look, it's day two of the period. I just wanted to, I went to, to Day Glow Coffee Shop. I haven't told the Glomies this yet, but I'm doing a limited edition collaboration with of my most amazing latte drink. It's called the Iced Hot for my name. And it's, <laughs> you guessed it, half coconut milk, half oat milk, and a little bit of some kind of shrub vinegar, and it's so good. And I was my first big adventure out in COVID, and I was like, well, why not wear the diaper? <laughs> what were my the pants is... that were with the diaper? Is it a skirt? Like, what? how do you obscure the diaper fashion? <laughs> I mean, was it a skirt? Akila, come on, you know me better. You know they were sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweatpants are actually the, the move for a diaper, yeah. Iconic. Totally. Yeah. And, how did I not realize? <laughs> and might I add how flattering they are? They add little booty to you, oh. and they cinch your waist. Just they don't add upper booty; they add lower booty, which you realize is not the kind of booty True, you want to add. Wanna... That's dumpy diaper booty. Yeah, booty poop, is booty. Poop, 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 poop. First of all, I know that you're a lying little pussy, and you haven't pissed or shit in the diaper. True. <laughs> I know you. I know that you're just doing this for a bit, and until. Why don't you circle back when you piss or shit in the diaper, and then yeah, and then, then go I to get the coffee it. drink and tell us, <laughs> tell tell people react. They're like something smells wild in here. What's going on? Is it that girl with the low butt? I'm, <laughs> I'm really starting to worry that the diaper is not good press for the coffee drink. <laughs> you think <laughs> they denounced it, so it's fine. Keep drinking. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone. It's like so sad that this coffee shop put their their weight and their like force behind this cool new coffee drink and they're like great we're partnering with this like fun young comedian Esther like she's really great this and that and then you're out there saying like talking about how you're wearing a dumpy old diaper it's like I feel bad for them and honestly comedy central it's like this is not what they signed up for listen all press good press Thank you. Extra, There's extra real my... about it. That, a... that phrase famously does not apply to diapers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were actually saying, like, all press except diapers. It's really, like, the, the context like, of the quote. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Esther, you filthy bitch. And I know that you have thinks. I know you have period underwear. They're too, thinks are too, the ones I've had are too tight and they leak. I've only bled through my pants when I've worn things. A diaper is like thick and fluffy and you're not really leaking through. These are made to hold Esther, it's not a homemade marshmallow. Don't thick and fluffy me. It's a fucking diaper. (laughs) Ooh, my diaper. It sounds like somebody's diaper made somebody hungry. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'm jealous. Okay. Fine. Okay. Sounds amazing. Let's... I'm sorry. I don't know how to reorient myself <laughs> after this diaper prologue, personally. I think you guys just got a new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Pampers. Wear it on your COVID errands. We're going to get a call that's like, okay, guys, like, Glossy dropped out, Daily Harvest dropped out, but, like, great news, a third-tier adult diaper company is really interested in sponsoring you. Huggies has 100 they bucks wanna- for next week if you guys are down. Oh, no. And they want to do a photo shoot. Oh, God. Akila, I'm so sorry. You, I know. as I was Don't saying before, you host What a Day, which is, like, a truly professional, funny daily news podcast that 
everyone needs to listen to if they're not listening already. That's true. Listen to it, guys. <laughs> Please. It's so good. Thank you all so much. Akilo, how what's that like? I so I worked on a late night show and it was not the same, but it's that same thing of doing a daily yeah. show and that daily grind. And it took such a toll on me. It was gr- living in Groundhog Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you're not wrong. It's actually exactly <laughs> as you've described. And what's worse is like all of the news is often bad. So it's like the task at hand is like, how do I digest all of this garbage and try to make it palatable and like understandable for people? And it's just so, it's such a time loop. Like every day I'm like, so more people are dead. So the election happening and more people are dead. Like it just goes on and on. So I am actually very happy to be out of that time loop today and here with you all because it is, it's a grind. It, I think that it feels productive, but it's like, my therapist is so tired of hearing about COVID. <laughs> and like, I don't want to talk about it, but what else do I have to talk about? It's all I talk about. Well, I, I this brings me, sorry, I, this brings me to the most important question on my mind. What is your relationship with makeup and skincare in COVID-19? Because you look so fresh faced right now. Like always looking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, face, I mean, truly way. my entire being, like all of my self-esteem is riding on everything you say next. So thank you. But truly my skin has never been worse. Like the, my face skin is like very happy, but my neck is like hormonal acne central. So I'm just all like what? zip patches under here, hyperpigmentation, fucking flaking, <laughs> like everything that can Your happen. neck? Yeah, dude. It's like really neck? unfortunate. I know, I know. You don't want that. I mean, not like down neck, like under chin. What would you call this area? Oh, <laughs> like ooh, the chin strap. Chin strap. There you go. <laughs> I'm like that is seconds. such a rough area. <laughs> I've been known to get some hormonal madness yes. on the chin strap. I have a tuft of hair Me too. right here on my chin strap that gets extra long and extra thick. Just one spot. <laughs> Me too. And I've gotten some gnarly pimples. Same. That's where all of mine show there. up. And they're all like, you can't even really see them. They're just like 100 pounds underneath my neck. So I'm like, if I touch my neck, I'm like, ow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's horrible. Well, that's the danger of, or the upside of getting pimples in shadowy places. Yes, right. As I like to say, when you get them in the chin area or like, kind of in like the shadow yes. of the nose sometime. I agree. And you're like, no one can see it, so I'm going to pop this and like treat it like garbage. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I plan on being very unattractive. Like if I ever have to look, like if someone is shorter than I am, <laughs> they see all the truth. <laughs> I'm like, please just be my friend. Please don't spread this around. <laughs> I need to well, what do you even tell do? anyone. What I mean, do you do for that? Like, how do you cope? I know. I. The truth is like... I have been very disappointed. Like my because there's because it's a hormonal thing, like doctors will just prescribe stuff that doesn't work but makes everything else in my life terrible. And I'm like, oh, so now my period is seven years long, but my skin still looks bad. Oh, like my, my period's <laughs> long and now I have a mustache, but the skin is still garbage under my neck. Like, please address the problem. It is um so it's it's weird. I honestly don't know. And the worst is like I think if you're ever shooting I something, I'm like never, never get me on video from <laughs> a weird angle because the editor is gonna be like, that was the best take. I'm like, but what's it? <laughs> Look who showed up. Gary on the underside of my face. 
You have to edit that out. That sucks. It blows. I almost don't trust dermatologists with my skin anymore. I shouldn't say that, but it's just like <laughs> they just throw so many weird topicals yes. and like oral antibiotics at it. Yeah. And I've had I've had a lot of bad times with dermatologists. Yeah. And well, Akila, I know you've gone on like a lot of journeys with your skin and acne, and you and I have bonded over being on Accutane yes, multiple times. <laughs> like I can't see in the dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's rough. It is and what's wild is like how many times do I like it's the most terrible experience literally every time you go to the doctor they're like have you had sex this month are you pregnant are you pregnant look at this picture of the baby with the long head because that's what's gonna happen to you if you get pregnant I'm like can I just have clear skin please like can you just clear it up and now a decade later I can't see at night my skin is still bad it affected your eyesight. Yeah, I have like one of the side effects is night blindness, and literally, like after oh a certain level of darkness, like at Disney World or Land, when they're like the fireworks are about to happen, we're gonna lower the lights a little bit. I'm like falling over people like it's I am Legend. Like I am reaching in the dark. <laughs> like what is happening? It's horrible. Oh my god! You just go full blown, Mister Magoo. Yeah, like I have to just like stand uh, into a corner until the the first firework comes up. And I'm like, that's the castle. I know where North is. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you guys I'm are struggling. right, though. You guys are right. Like, dermatologists really do, for some reason, just have this instinct to give you the strongest shit. Yeah. Where you're like, I remember once I was like, you know, there. I was going through this phase where I was really insecure about all these sunspots I have on my cheeks, and because they do feel kind of premature. And I was at that time, I was so insecure. Now I don't care. I'm like, I'm 32. I don't give a shit. But I was like asking everyone I knew about what can you do for sunspots? What can you, what can you do? And this dermatologist was like, oh. I can get rid of them right away. I'm like, oh my God, amazing, yay. And what she prescribed me was this like bleach cream that like basically once you put it on, it like never leaves your bloodstream for the rest of your life. (sighs) And I'm like, I filled this like $85 prescription and then once I finally read about it, I was like, I'm not using this. This is terrifying. Why are these doctors like throwing poison at us? You're freaking night blind. It's it's scary out there. We have to be so careful. Yeah. And it's also just like, I mean, the truth is, you know, I I obviously trust science and I'll like let them, you know, I will trust them more than my own like (laughs) fumbling in the dark with medicine. But truthfully, like I think that especially with I mean, maybe not even especially with skin, maybe with every part of medicine, it's always going to be so personal to the person. And they're always like, I have seen a zit before. Here is this antibiotic. And I'm like, well, my whole face peeled off, but the zit remains. <laughs> like, so we can just try something different. They're like, how about this? I'm like, is that going to mess up my, like, other hormones? So they're like, no, it's great. It just blocks testosterone. I'm like, yay. And then now I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have liver tumors. So, like, these are the crazy things that happen. And I'm just like, I, I am truly just like, cool, whatever new awesome acid like (laughs) glycolic whatever i will put on my face and just hope it doesn't burn off in the sun like i am i'm out here burning off skin cells left and right (laughs) that's that's my strategy (laughs) i have to say i my skin has become my acne is like i'm walking on a tightrope constantly and if every night i do not either use an acid or a retinol which i switch off between them I will get like three pimples the next day. My skin what? is um my skin is like a sleeping beast. <laughs> and if it's not constantly being purged mm-hmm. with topical chemicals, she will get angry. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I remember once I <laughs> described this is so gross, but I'm like, there were times in the Accutane treatment where my face was like the the blackheads were so insane on my nose that I felt like I could have wrung my face like um like like um bubble wrap yeah. and it just all would have been like <laughs> like it was horrific. Oh my god, the Accutane, <laughs> the purge, it, the, the two months of purging. Pe- people don't understand. It's like. You have the worst skin of your life before you go on Accutane, and it is a last resort. And then you're not out of the woods. Then you're, yes, your skin gets better and you like feel so much happier, but now your lips are like dry forever. Unequivocally, <laughs> like so dry. Yeah. I had to put it's a like mental roller coaster. Vaseline on the bottom of my feet <laughs> because they were cracking. Like they were, my skin was so dry, but I was like, I have never looked more beautiful. Like I remember the last month of it, I was like, you feel I am so a beautiful. princess. Like I have translucent top layer. I can like yes. I glow, and I'm like I can't see in the dark, but I'm bright enough to make it through the dark. Like, <laughs> and then like three months later, it was like just playing. Here we we're back. We were just sleeping. So it really I used does... to lie and say that I was abstinent. By the way, <laughs> I lied and said that I was waiting till marriage. But I mean, you still have to get blood tests, mm-hmm. but. It like helped with some of the paperwork. I was like, I'm religious yes. and I don't have sex. And they're like, great, you'll get the Accutane like two weeks faster. <laughs> I can't believe it actually works though. That's what's like actually even, you know what's so fucked up? All the terrible things you guys are saying about it, the fact that you just said it made you glow in the dark, I'm like, I want it. Yeah, like, you, your skin is nowhere near, like, I can't, like, you have no pores on this, but I'm like, what we're describing is, like, giant hormonal acne, like, where it's, like, on the poster. <laughs> like, horrible. So, like, I went in there, and they were like, horrible. we're only giving you Accutane, because otherwise, this is, like, rough terrain that we're going to have to saw off. <laughs> like, it's Oh, my like, God. I used to Accutane shop for doctors, because not every doctor will give it to you, and doctors will want to do everything but that, because it's also, like... um What's it called? There's like a liability sometimes mm-hmm. because it can Make give women such bad side effects. Yeah. And I would depression mm-hmm. and I would go to different doctors in LA until I found a janky one. I remember in mid city that was like, yeah, I'll prescribe it to you. Literally, I don't give a shit. that is the like if, when people ask, what do you wish you knew when it's you were dark. younger? I'm like, I wish I knew that you just have to find the doctor who will give you what you want. <laughs> because oh my everywhere God. I go in life, I'm like, you don't want to give that to me? Great, I'm going down the street. <laughs> That doctor believes in me. What is your current, like, so I assume you're not currently on Accutane, so what's your current relationship to skincare, to your acne? Like, it feels like you've overcome this. Like, tell us what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, like, I'm always learning. I'm, like, consistently, like, following people who talk about skincare. But the thing that has been, like, the best for me is, like, using really um, mild, like, soap and like it has to just be a soap like anytime that I use something that's like a face wash that's dedicated and it's like doesn't strip you of the oils it just makes everything worse like I just don't have skin that reacts that way so the thing that has actually worked for me is like I use this drugstore Aveeno like baby wash with just like my fingers for a full minute and I wash it forever and my skin feels so good. And then I just put on Mm. like a combination of 17 oils. Like I think I actually saw on your Instagram years ago, Esther, that you used like the oil from that one company. So I use like a tiny drop of that, some vitamin C oil and something else. And I'm like, that's it. As long as it's like shiny, 
I know that it's like working and then I'll put like some, well, I, in the order, I'm not doing the right order. So please don't come for me about oil versus fucking moisturizer. Like I don't care to hear from you about that. (laughs) Right. But like, I basically just put a bunch of other crap, but it's nothing like I've just really given up because I've spent so much money. Like I literally feel like half of my money goes to like, Oh, I just read this new article and this girl in the picture kind of had skin like mine. So I thought I would use the same thing. And then my skin did not like it. I had to throw away a moisturizer just the other day because I broke out in hives. Like it just like (laughs) exploded. I'm like, well, that's out Two, I lived in like when I lived in Kentucky, I was on Accutane. I moved to New York. My skin got insanely horrible. Like I'm talking 200 new blackheads a day, like on my cheeks. Like it was Untenable. I, if I put makeup on, it was like I could have been pushing stuff out of my face all day long. It was disgusting. Ugh. And then, um, yeah, basically, I got on Accutane again, so that was the second time in New York. And then I figured it out in New York. It was fine. And then I moved to L.A., which is a totally different environment. And my skin got crazy. And I'm like, I'm not doing Accutane again. Like, my whole, every organ in my body was like, please, <laughs> just let us rest. Like, leave us alone. And so... I'm just, you know, I'm out here with the baby wash on my face (laughs) and like fingers crossed, hoping it all works out. But you look amazing from the Zoom. Thank you. I'm not even wearing like foundation. Usually I look really like I get hyperpigmentation. I do get laser facials for that. I haven't done it since the quarantine and I am like all of that hard laser work is going to like shit because every noob's it is a new opportunity for a dark spot to appear and stay for 20 years. Oh my god! I mean, I will get the smallest pimple, and it will just leave a dark spot mm-hmm. for years. Yeah, I never have to even touch it. Just sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, that must have been a zit at some point." <laughs> like I'll just find out later. Hyperpigmentation is hell, actual mm-hmm. hell, and, and the nothing... only thing that has ever worked for me is lasers. Like straight up, like <laughs> I will die by the laser. I'm sure it's not good for me. I don't know what the end game is, and like for two or like a week, like I would say ten days. It looks like I have coffee grounds on my face. And then day 11, it all falls away. And I'm like, a baby, a baby was born. And it's my skin. <laughs> oh. now, I'm because, a big fan of. Uh, no, I was just going to say, because your, your skin is so sensitive, do you have to be really picky about the makeup that you use? Um. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like levels. It's literally just like if you have. Like, it's not like the colors match that well anyway. So I'm like, not only do I have to find a brand that has like a color that isn't too red or yellow, but then I also have to find one that's not going to like explode it. And I haven't worn like, I think I've worn makeup two or three times in quarantine. And I have found that my skin is so much worse the next day. Like I probably shouldn't have stopped wearing it because now it's like, I'm not into it. Like it's in there, it's in weird places. I'm just like, I can't believe how like my skin just wants to adapt to something and nothing is consistent we live in a hellscape where things are constantly changing oh. i don't even know what to do <laughs> but i will say like being in There's... la like i looked at my car today i haven't driven like a bunch like i think i've moved my car three times for parking things and like there it's just covered in this layer of like dust of like la air and i'm like that's my skin like my skin is trying to get Dude. out Dude, i know whenever i see my car and that filthy just like 
microscopic sand that's yes. covering it. It's so disgusting. Is that like in our noses and like yes. are we breathing that in yes. constantly? A thousand percent. Like it's our skin, <sighs> it's our lungs. Like I'm like, I got an air purifier. Lord knows if it works, right? Like I Googled I know, it and they were I it know. was a bunch of articles that were like, that's fake. And I'm like, okay, but like I'm desperate. Right. I want something to work. Guys, let's not be too hard on LA. Some of us on the Zoom are from this fine city. Okay? No, you know what? It's got good food, nice people, the air quality. Best food. <laughs> the air quality leaves could be a little leaves a bit to be desired. Yeah, like the smoke from the fires is really, I think, like doing just havoc on my skin and my lungs this week. Woof! I- I'll never forget when there was like. A disgusting recycling plant fire, like less than five miles away from my house. It was like it was like a toxic insurance fire. It was like so close to my house, like the sky was just black, and I'm like, "What?" It's so close. It's like in my mouth, yeah. on my skin. Everyone's just like, "Do do do," like going on with yes. their day. We yeah, don't scary. have. We don't stand a chance. No, dude, guys, it's Chernobyl all the time, and <laughs> we're all just like, hopefully it doesn't kill us. Like it feels very much like the air, not just like all of the air, but there's always something else to be worried about. <laughs> I know, but 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 you do have animal. <laughs> but there's Aquila. You play Animal Crossing. Oh, yes. So I don't. I feel bad. <laughs> Esther, I think you're the same. I don't think either of us, we don't play Animal That's Crossing. Okay. No, so I, I don't have that, the Nintendo Switch, but Kat Dennings and Brenda Song, it's like all they talk about. And I know you're obsessed with it. Obsessed. Like, what do we need to know? Do we need this? You need it. And the thing that's unfortunate is like, it is hard to get. The Switches are sold out everywhere. Like, I bought one are for my niece serious? and nephew. Swear to God. I bought it for my niece and nephew for their birthdays wow. back in March. It was on back order forever. They still don't have theirs. Because everybody <gasps> thought, oh, I'll get a Switch the moment all this pops off. And it's so hard to get. But if you ha- if you can get a Switch, you have to get Animal Crossing. It is the most relaxing thing that you can do. And it feels like you're on a different planet where there is no COVID. Like you can actively visit your friends and talk to them and they'll be like, I decorated this house. I found this thing and I put it in this corner. You're like, that's beautiful walk me through your museum. Like it's so, it's so good. I've never played a game. Like it's not a game that I would have ever sought out. I never played the Sims. I'm not into games that you don't have to punch something or like beat some big thing. And so it was, Literally something I was like, this game is so weird. Like, what are we doing? I'm just like catching bugs. Like, what is, what do I do all day? And then like around week three of playing it, I'm like, oh, I'm building a life. (laughs) I care about my neighbors. I bring them gifts. They give me gifts. I'm building like, I built a school on my island. We go swimming. It's so nice. It's like, I'm, this sounds so good. Sounds like a very well-functioning society utopia yeah yeah you just there's such a like there's like hundreds of different villagers you can have so when you go to your friend's islands they don't have the same people living on their like animal people on their islands so you just like open a door and you're like who is this what is this cute being and it's like hi i heard you came all the way from your island thank you so much do you want this and i'm like wow (laughs) imagine visiting people and they're nice 
I can't okay, imagine. Okay, so are you one animal when you play Animal Crossing? You pick <laughs> your character you at the beginning? You're not an animal. You're a person. You're not, You're not an animal no, on Animal you Crossing? you play as yourself and you live, all of your the people who live on your island are animals. <laughs> But you're just a person. What? So it's a. So you make the person look like you. So it's you. a beasts and man walk together, yeah. and they work in this like parallel universe. Yeah. So like, you're you. Yeah, I'm just me. I'm Akila on my island. I'm very cute. I wear designer clothes. There are people on Instagram who design clothes that match designer clothing, and so you can like download okay. it. And you, so I wear the nicest fashions. And I'm like the queen of the island. I got to name it. All of the animals were unanimous in voting for the title I gave it, <laughs> which I think is always the case. Uh, and okay. you basically start out with mm. three animals and they move in and out and you can tell them to stay if you love them. If you don't like them, you're like deuces. And you just meet all of these different animals with different personalities, with different houses, with different interests. And they're just like sitting by the water and they'll read a book or they'll help you water your plants. Like it's so yeah. beautiful. It's nice. No pollution. No pollution. No Ugh. trash fires. Nothing. No and racism. No honestly. <laughs> Def- well, there was definitely actually a villager no that I thought was a little bit like he was definitely like at least a Republican. <laughs> mm. He was like this weird eagle that was like always wearing army clothes, and I'm like, you gotta go, you gotta bounce. Like <laughs> you are harshing the vibe here. I would hand him trash. No QAnon. Right. No QAnon energy. Yeah, he was no weird. MAGA energy. Right, and I know the way you get rid of them is very cute. You just have to like find trash and then give it to them, and they're like, oh, "What is this garbage trash? Don't give it to me!" And then they get really mad, and then they're like, "I want to leave," and I'm like, "Get out!" <laughs> Akila, what's the most hours consecutively, oh. or the most hours in a day that you've played Animal Crossing? Oh, and what time of day not, do you typically do? Yes. It? Oh, okay. Well, typically, so the way we record our show, we like record at night. So I, I mean, like all day I'm dipping in and out, which is not great. Um, but I will say, like <laughs> at ah, 9 yes. p.m., I am, I'm on until 4 a.m. Like all night, I'm Stop. making friends with all kinds of people. I went to Jason Ritter's island like last week. We've never met. Wait, I was just gonna ask. <laughs> this is amazing. I knew there was a celebrity aspect to Animal Crossing. You have to give us the tea because I've heard Elijah Wood is. Yeah, on he it. like visits a lot of people. I have some friends who've like played with him. But the thing is, like, celebrities will play. I've heard Chrissy Teigen is very open with her island. Um, AOC likes to visit people. But, yeah, pretty much, like, they give you a code. And so you can enter the code at the oh airport God. on your island. They fly you to the island, which I'm like, I've been on a plane. It's <gasps> oh, so it's long. very. I'm sorry. Getting Jeffrey Epstein vibes from somebody yeah, else. Yeah, you don't want to be flown to, like, he a flies you to the <laughs> He's a the celebrity. Right, he's a celebrity. You can celebrity do what you want. Voice. It's not Bill like Clinton's <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> yeah, you just you don't you you have to sign an NDA when you get to the island and you don't talk to anybody. Um, but a British panda <laughs> named Ghislaine. <laughs> if there was an animal in that, g- that game, I would throw the switch into like the ocean. Like I would drive to the ocean and punt it in. Um, it is very wholesome. Although I will say his island had a very dark vibe, but <laughs> that was fine. Brit- I thought it was like there was a sex temple yeah there was like definitely like a house that was just like all hell inside I'm like I didn't know you could have like lava and like bones (laughs) my house is like a Wes Anderson dream I'm like oh it's the Grand Budapest and then I went there and I'm like oh didn't know we were playing different games but that's like the joy is like if you tweet about it all the time eventually someone will be like hey you want to come visit my island and I'm like yes please come do you think that people like have 
s- sex on Animal Crossing, like Caroline. with their. With their animals? (laughs) Virtual, like, you know, like, cyber sex. I mean, like, they're they're people, Esther, first of all. Yeah, we're all people. We can't fuck the animals. They would get weirded out and leave the island, probably. I'm not asking if you fuck the animals. I'm saying, do meet a sexy stranger. I'm not saying you do, but have you heard of this happening? I have never heard of it happening. And the thing is, like, it's not a game that you play. I mean, like, I guess I'm, I literally just said I played with someone I've never met before. So, like, I'm not selling this point. But, like, you don't play with people you don't know very often. And if you do, like, open up your island to randos and you post that code and anyone goes there, usually they're there to, like, sell their turnips for a higher price. Like, they're not there to visit. Really, it is kind of a beautiful thing. So they have a stock market. It is a very capitalist game, unfortunately. And so... Yeah, what the fuck? What's, like, wild about it is you can build anything, but when you get to the island, you're already in debt. They're like, oh, so the the fees for flying you here and, like, getting these three other animals, like, you owe us, like, 100000 of the, whatever the currency, bells. And I'm like, I don't have anything. They're like, you can work it off by there's, like, picking up weeds and selling it back to us. So, like, the first week is just, like, you trying to pay off this loan, and then you continuously get loans until you're free, which I'm finally free. My God. But it's, like, serfdom. Yeah, but then, like, a month or two ago, they were like, also, now we have turnips, which on Sundays you can buy turnips at whatever price they're selling them for on your island, and then everybody gets different prices throughout the week, but online, you can be like, yo... You can sell your turnips for 600 bells, which is really good. Like, you buy them at, like, 90. <laughs> I can't. And uh, so, like, if you find Aquila. someone with that kind of, like, you know, bell money, you just open up your gates and people come flying in from all over the world. Like, I got all these turnips to get rid of. <laughs> I'm about to be Woo! a millionaire. I made a lot of people rich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you put in, and you've invested... Any, have you invested any of your own money into Animal Crossing? Okay, I, I'm ashamed that I'm going to get canceled a lot. I've spent like $10. <laughs> but I Oh, that's fine. I, I spent like $50 on the Kim Kardashian <laughs> game. I know, that was, a, that was such a bad phase we went through. We were actually really spending dark real time. money. trying to be good at it. I mean, I feel embarrassed because at this point now, like they ran out of objects to give me in the game. So I'm like, oh, I didn't have to pay to get that. They, it would have shown up eventually. I was just so, I, was, I needed it then. But yeah, you, like people on Etsy and stuff will sell like sets of furniture and things. And so at one point I really wanted what? this recipe for these like cherry blossom items. And everything is like mm. in a season. And so it was it was past spring. You can't get cherry blossoms and you can't get the like recipes to make items that are based on it. And so I was like, look, <laughs> does anybody have this? And they I, I spent $10 to get like a thousand cherry blossoms and then all of these recipes that will help me make like a flooring, a bed, a cute plant in the corner, a wand. Like I can make all of this stuff now, but I, I, I did spend real. I think we all dollars. agree you got a good deal and that's money well spent. Yeah, because I mean, that I can't go back in time. Value. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> we can only look forward. That's how you spend. Yes. I like Do that. you ever think like... I could learn. I could learn to play violin. Oh yeah, but I don't want to. Literally, I just. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna p- put this time in an animal. Cro- like it's. Yeah. A thousand percent. It stresses. Me. Video games stress me out because it is a literal time. I, it's like waste. when you start calculating the hours. Yeah. I mean, Caroline, thing, I literally. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the switch actually tells you how many hours you played the game, so that's actually really oh, a huge deterrent. So it's so kind of it to do Hell that. Embarrassing. We. I totally disagree with you, Caroline, because I feel like I've learned this year that wasting time on something that's soothing and relaxing is not wasting time. And it's actually so 
good for you. Like mm -hmm. I'm listening to this and this sounds so fun and I would love to throw hours at this. Like yes. <laughs> I really think, I feel like we, we tend to overthink it. We're like, we can't waste time. We can't waste time. But then you know, you're going to end up, you don't just, you know, you're going to end up wasting time one way or another, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, you know, watching TV, like you're going to waste time no matter what. So you might as well just lose your life to Animal Crossing. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> super spot on. Like I, so I've been learning how to play piano with an app on my phone and I have like a little keyboard and then I started playing, honestly, it wasn't Animal Crossing the first game, but like in the fall, I got a Switch for a game night. Cause I was like, some people don't like board games or card games. Maybe they'd want to play like Mario Kart or something, I don't know. And I needed friends in LA, so I bought the Switch. And then I got really into this game, Breath of the Wild, and I never expected to, like, I, it's one of those games where you have to run and look at the same time, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I got really good at it, and then I beat it, and I was like, oh no, I'm a person who likes video games. And so, it, it you're absolutely right. It doesn't feel like wasted time. But it, it, I got, my therapist literally was like, you could be like drinking a ton or like beating your wife. And I'm like, wow. Well, when you put it that way, I guess I'm just watering flowers and talking to my friends. So it's not totally so or bad. like you could be like, dude, you could be like spinning out, um, having anxiety, fixating yeah. on the state of the world in any yeah. which way. Like it really is. I see like this is just such a positive benefit. I don't yeah, know. it's been really Beneficial wonderful. And thing. the truth is, when I did have the time to play the piano, I did. I chose not to as well. <laughs> I found other yeah. things. I'm like mostly, I, I was eating snacks. At least this requires both of my hands, so I can't just eat like a, a family sized bag of chips. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Caroline. I don't know, Caroline. I don't know what you were thinking, trying to talk about being productive. And <laughs> How I just dare really you? I was just was devil's <laughs> advocate. I'm having a dialogue. How dare I just you? Think that that if there's was... not opposing. It's a crossfire. If there's not opposing opinions, like it's just what we're all on the same exact page all the time. Who wants to listen to that? Right? Caroline's it's, off look, writing a writing a pilot in quarantine. Who is she? She's just just keep it to yourself. <laughs> okay, Akila, I want to ask you. So I know that you you did a post on Instagram um, about like you had had like liver a crazy liver yeah. surgery or something. I want to say. So you are. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're, you're maybe immunocompromised technically. Yeah. So quarantine is like a quarantine for you. Yeah. I mean, I think that like quarantine has definitely been like important because, you know, I don't know if I'm technically immunocompromised, but I know what it's like to be stuck in a hospital for several weeks. Um, and it's terrifying. And I also have asthma, black, I'm probably not going to get a ventilator. So there's like a lot of stuff weighing on me in that way that I'm just like, why would I go out? And like, I have a lot of friends who've like, you know, done sort of safe distance walks and stuff. I've only been on one of those in like months. Like I feel really nervous about it. And so I just, I, I think that I am a person who seems like very militant about masks, but I'm like, it, it, if you're young and healthy and you think you're never going to get sick, like, let me tell you, when I was 26 and everything was going well in my career and I was working out twice a, like, a day and I was like eating healthy and looked great and thought everything was going to happen for me in a summer, literally one day I come home, I get a rash. The next day, my lymph nodes are swollen. The next day, I think I'm like having a heart attack. And then it's like I'm throwing blood clots and having like embolisms. Like things can happen really quickly. And so like, you know, I think that people... 
deprioritize or like it's not even just like I think when people say like young people think they're invincible it sounds so like cliche like oh I'm an old person who knows I'll die but it's not even that I'm like you might just suffer like you might not die (laughs) being in the hospital for any period of time with like an IV in your hand so when you try to turn your hand over it hurts and you wake up in the night and then they turn on the light at 3 a.m. to bother you about a test and you never get to sleep and the person next to you died and they bring someone else in like that shit is traumatic and I'm like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And like, I have a lot of enemies. <laughs> There's a lot of people that I'm like, I wish bad stuff would happen to you, but not that. And so I'm like, I can't imagine thinking that I'm gonna get lucky for once. <laughs> it hasn't happened. Like, it hasn't happened so far. I'm not gonna take my chances with COVID-19. That is, you know, like if any time was a time to be vigilant, I'd say maybe a global pandemic. <laughs> where we have no leadership might be the time to like look out for number one. And so I'm sitting on my island. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm so like ins- happy and inspired that you're a real, like, look, you're a real mask activist. You're posting cute masks. You're wearing cute masks. Trying. I have a lot. I mean, the thing is like, I have gotten a lot of masks and I'm lucky to have a lot of crafty friends who will just send them. Like, I don't want anybody to go bankrupt <laughs> wearing cute masks. Make a friend with somebody with a sewing machine and be like, I'll I'll tag yep. you, like, please. <laughs> Speaking of cute masks, carolinegoldfarb.com, my favorite masks, not- I know, you guys were I so know. sweet to shout it out on what a day. I'm That was sweet. Literally within I got a sales bump. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm literally like, I have an outfit that would match the Judge Judy one perfectly. And I'm like, one day I got to plan that photo because it's going to be so fire. Well, Akila, be careful because as you can tell, they're very lightweight. Mm -hmm. They're not a medical grade mask. I'm the first to say it. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be in an enclosed (laughs) space, I just have to legally make that disclaimer. I'm not going to go down for these masks. Yeah, 0%. She's just trying to make you look cute in the core, all right? (laughs) We're all trying our best. And the truth is, I don't go anywhere. So it's like, it's actually helpful because the air is toxic here. So like, (laughs) in general air, it's good to have a little little space. Oh, it's wild. I'm so... So happy you're safe and cozy. You all too. I mean, like, home. it's how are you all handling the quarantine? Like, let's have the real discussion. <laughs> I mean, look at Esther. Not well. Just <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> diapers. Look at her. I mean, I, you Take know, I, I also bled through my pad this morning. I woke up and I was like, well, there, there goes those sheets. <laughs> where is where are your favorite like quarantine comfort food? places to order from or comfort foods that you make I like I should be better about cooking I really should I'm ashamed to say that like the closest I came to cooking was putting chili on a baked potato (laughs) like it's really sad sounds really it's really dark well I will say I was so into cooking the first like two months and now I just can't even fathom I don't know who I was what I was thinking (laughs) I'm like take out all the way again Mm -hmm. I get it. I don't, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Where have I've been, you been ordering, well, like, I don't know. There's like a, there's lots of bowls in Los Angeles. So as a new Angelina, <laughs> I've had a bunch of different kinds of bowls. I've had like a rice You're chicken a bowl. You're a bowl girl. Yeah. I'm like everything that comes in a bowl, just like, tell me what ethnicity this bowl is supposed to taste like. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always like, Give me a this big is the Mexican spoon. bowl. This is the Greek bowl. This is the, the I like Thai bowl. I'm getting bowls. When the bowl comes out, I like to unhinge my jaw like a snake and just try to create a clear path between the bowl and my mouth if I can get it at a downward angle for gravity's sake. 
and just the bowl. I just want to go straight. Yeah, I just want to like body at osmosis the bowl ass. into me. Like I want to like absorb <laughs> the bowl. Also smoking hella bowl. bowl. The bowl, it's so, not to get into too esoteric of a place, but it's very yonic, right? Mm-hmm. There's something about a bowl and like the female brain yeah. where it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's very yonic meaning vaginal yeah. as opposed to phallic. <laughs> and it's something about it. It's like from dust to dust, from bowl to woman. It's, it's like the bowl was created as this female food vehicle. I can't explain it, but there's something very. You're right. A bull and a woman—they'd go together. Very Honestly, well. I'm realizing like I don't ever need to have plates again. Like when I get food, I'm like I—I I run out of bowls. Like the only reason I'm doing so many dishes, like I got forks and spoons for days, but these plates are just lasting, and the bowls are not. So like, bowl foods are the way. They should just sell more bowls. You know what I recently <laughs> bought this year, which is like changed the game. Is I bought like bowl bowls like hear me out you know not like a because you have your bowls it's like for cereal for soup but i bought like the wider but still like tall bowl and it's like made for you know a rice bowl and Mm -hmm. it's so it has made my life so much more gourmet seeming i highly recommend i got through like five dollars a crane barrel yeah so a game changer it really does like elevate anything that you order <laughs> to have like decent foods like just bowl I mean bowls you know <laughs> what can yeah. be said when you say a bowls bowl it's kind of like a comedian like a comics comic mm-hmm. like how yeah it's like I don't all know, the bowls be example, to like Martin bowl. Short or something <laughs> right it's like even the bowls agree that like that that's, bowl, a, that's, that's a real bowl that's the, that's the bowl that's put in the work <laughs> you can't you can't flack that bowl that bowl deserves to be here if any bowl does well, my favorite thing is when I make a big fat fucking salad, mm. which is a go-to quarantine meal of mine, I bring out the mixing bowls oh, yeah. when I make those salads. And I'm solo going to town on like a mixing bowl full of salad. Yeah. It's depraved. It's very gross. Honestly, the first time I went to a salad place that like where they chop it in front of you and stuff, like so I guess 2012, I don't know, something like that. I remember being like, that's a big ass bowl. Like that seems like a lot of food. And then it, it eventually squishes down into the plastic bowl, you know? And I'm like, oh, like I can eat a giant bowl if I want. <laughs> it gave me permission. Oh, yeah. You can do anything. You like want. if you, it felt weird not to finish a giant bowl. No, 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 no. I could put back easily a trough a trough full of salad yeah like a sweet green is like a two-hour endeavor but you can finish it (laughs) you can get there easily you guys so okay (laughs) akila can we we do segments sometimes on this show there's one we like to do and i think that you'd be so fun to do this with sad women of history where we feature it's not good. <laughs> it's not you good really for women. It. We think you'd be good at this <sighs> bad thing. <laughs> it's my favorite segment where we talk about an infamous, uh, edgy, dep- insanely depraved woman from history. Ooh, love that. <laughs> Most of them are like luminaries in their own right. Some of them are con artists, but. Uh, we just talk about them, and I think it's really fun. You're such an incredibly super smart woman. I feel like you know a lot about history. Sure. And who we were planning on talking about today, and I'm curious if you know, I should have warned it's you okay, before. okay, I don't mind. Zelda Fitzgerald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Have you guys seen that uh, Amazon show? Because that's how I like first got introduced, and then I was like, oh wow. Oh my Is god! The I beginning of everything or the end of everything. It's um, Christina Ricci plays oh, Zelda Fitzgerald, <laughs> and it is. I, I thought, I mean, the set design was great. The acting was great. It did not get a second season, but I, I loved it. I watched it all in one day. Okay. Well, so I'm going to need, I looked up some stuff about her and I'm really excited to talk about her and you'll have to tell me like if it rings true with what was on the show. <laughs> yeah. I'll promote the show for Amazon. Checker. <laughs> um, side note, I think that John Milstein, my boyfriend and your co-workers mm-hmm really good friend's mom created that no show. No way. So shout out wow. to that Yeah, lady. hell yeah. It's a good show. I really liked it. I was That's tweeting about up. it and I was like, guys, even the southern accents aren't offensive. Like, they're killing it. You know what? There you go. That's, that is a big seal of approval right there. It's most of it. Okay, so what do we know about... I'll just start. I did a lot <laughs> Jump of research. Jump into it. I love it. Okay, so the headline with Zelda Zelda Fitzgerald, I can't say her name, is obviously she was F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife. Mm -hmm. He wrote The Great Gatsby. And the headline is like, they both were so crazy and had so many substance abuse problems, respectively, that they each stifled each other's creativity. And neither of them were able to fulfill their full potential because of their codependent and unhealthy relationship. Cool. It's kind of a beautiful thing. It's wild. Esther, sound familiar? <laughs> you and I. <laughs> I was like, is this about somebody that you're dating? Like, I didn't know you were going to no, make it's a about, about your it's, relationship. <laughs> it's about us. Yeah. Crazy. So I think she sounds like an amazing woman. woman. Let's talk about her. Yeah. So in the early 1900s, as a young woman, she was like, she flouted convention. Yeah. You know, she was a dancer, but she was known for drinking, mm-hmm. smoking, like partying out with the boys. Mm-hmm. She was a party girl. We're talking like 1915. How cool is yeah, that? Yeah, Paris Hilton wow. of 1915. Well, not even, because she wasn't like super rich, but her family had some money for the South. But, you know, she was just like her a Her dad socialite. was like a, I think her, they had some money. Her dad was a, on the Supreme Court oh, yeah. of... Yeah whatever state she's from. Yeah, don't ask Alabama, me. Like, I want to say. <laughs> like, I want to say I want to say Alabama. <laughs> and this was one of her moves, and I love this. She would wear a nude-colored bathing suit because she wanted it to seem like she was swimming naked. That's that is kind of, pretty cool. That's pretty tight. I like that. That's F. Scott a- Fitzgerald was obsessed with her, completely taken with her the minute he met her. Can't relate. <laughs> Because he was going to war, right? They, like, stopped through her town. And that's right. she was like, hi, I'm the only fun thing in this shithole. <laughs> and he was like, you're amazing. Montgomery, no like yes. Yes. Uh, I called Montgomery a shithole, so we're going to get some letters. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it, I'm sure it was beautiful, but in it was 1915. Sure I mean, where wasn't a, 19, a shithole in yeah. 1915? I don't think that's... Yeah, I think it's fair. They didn't off. have, like, air conditioning, so... <laughs> You know, no, it was smelling I mean, like everything. So, oh, like, oh, I mean, there's no fridge. There's no fridges. Not really, just a big old literal ice box. <laughs> You're like, hope it doesn't melt. Hope Mm-mm. the cheese is still good for dinner. <laughs> so they get married, and they're this young cosmopolitan couple, and they're known, besides, you know, for F. Scott Fitzgerald's books, they're known for both being drunk all the time and being these icons of youth and cosmopolitan success. Mm. Very sexy. Very drunk. I love that. (laughs) 
But yeah. And she she's kind of this multi-talented woman. She can write, she can paint, she can dance. And a lot of the material from her diaries made its way into F. Scott Fitzgerald's books. Mm-hmm. And, like, was she properly credited? 0%. Did she get her fair due in her lifetime? No. <laughs> That's what the show is actually about, is uh, him, like, reading her diary to, like, submit it for, like, you know, book deadlines. And being like, and they were like, this is great. And she's like, what? He was also very controlling in that would... way. He wouldn't let her do what she, like, she wanted to be an actress and be in movies and stuff. And they were like, you're great. You guys could do it. And she's like, he's like, I, I'm jealous of your success. But also, all of my success is your life. And it is dark. The man was a fucking pig. Yeah, he sucks. I'll oh. say it. <laughs> sucks, boo, canceled. They re- <laughs> Life canceled him, he's dead. <laughs> Retroactively canceled. <laughs> so they re- they relocate to Europe. Very fun. Which is when, like, the shit, their marriage shit really picks up and goes on to full speed. She gets addicted to sleeping pills. And this is my favorite. She truly hates F. Scott Fitzgerald's really good friend, Ernest Hemingway. She, like, detests him. She thinks he's a phony. She thinks he's a fake. He's, like, not talented. She thinks that he and F. Scott Fitzgerald, not talented. She thinks that they have a secret gay relationship. She, like, absolutely hates him. Wow. I just love any Ernest Hemingway hate. Me too. I think he's so boring. I mean, so I have no boring. strong opinion. I think he's so yeah, boring. Yeah, he's... Thank you. I read Farewell to Arms and I was like, are you guys joking? So are you guys boring. telling me this is supposed to be, like, good? Like, they're like, it's classic literature. I'm like, it's a guy, about a guy who, like... Like, it literally... At one point, I think he loses an arm. And I'm like, is that what Farewell to Arms means? <laughs> like, his arm <laughs> blows off at the war. You've got to be kidding yeah, me! like, this is too wait, literal. But wait, back to Ernest Hemingway. Which is the book where, like, the character, like, is missing his dick from war? I feel like that must be Farewell to Arms. Is it Farewell yeah. to Arms? There's one... It, it could be The I Man mean, in the Sea or book. whatever it is. I don't know what that book's called. <laughs> I watched yeah, that movie w- that he whatever. did. Well, he's not in it, but it's the one from HBO about him and Gellhorn or whatever. They also have a shitty relationship. Lots of stuff. Lots of war-torn. Dude, I'm snoozing at these old male Truth. authors. Okay, so <laughs> she would get bored when her husband was writing, and she, like, hate. she detested that he worked at all and would always constantly interrupt him when he was working, and he hated that. <laughs> she was, like, dissatisfied, addicted to sleeping pills, like, hates all his friends. And then this I love. She tried to get back into ballet at 27. She's like, okay, I have nothing going on. Like, I'm, I had some promises of ballerina. I'm just going to get back into it. Her husband was like, it's a waste of time. Don't do it. She's like, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. She worked eight hours a day on her ballet. She got really good. She even got, like, admitted to some, like, cool dance lycee or something. And she said, no, I don't get why. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to sell out. I want to do this <laughs> on my own time. It was just sad. She was just dissatisfied, but she had so many skills. And then she and then pretty much for the rest of her life, she was in and out of sanitariums, diagnosed as a schizophrenic, moved from hospital to hospital in Europe. She spent the rest of her life, and I quote, in various stages of mental distress and became violent and reclusive, ultimately dying in a sanitarium fire. What? So <laughs> it's, I'm just telling you. Did she you, set the fire um, or did it just happen to her? What is she a was sanitarium waiting, fire? I'll tell you. <laughs> she was waiting for electroshock therapy, like in a waiting room. A hospital As you started do. in the kit. <laughs> As you I do. mean, I have to hop off. I mean, you know where I gotta be. <laughs> a kitchen fire started. It spread rapidly through the sanitarium, and she was one of nine women that died. Jeez. That's horrible. 
Someone got shocked to like being on fire and then everyone died in that subsequent fire. It's just a shame. It's a life it's a it's female creativity stifled yeah. by a toxic husband. I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen to me. Like it hasn't like I've Akilah been in relationships never. with like men who like I mean, this was before I had anything, so I'm like, maybe I have a sense of self now. But it's just like, I would be like so interested in making YouTube videos or like writing something, and they'd be like, "That's stupid. Just spend time with me." And then I was like, "Okay, nothing's gonna happen for me." And then I finally like get dumped by them, of course. And then their life goes nowhere. They like completely like stagnated at age 23, and I'm like, "Oh, it, with all of the time at my fingertips, I was able to do everything." <laughs> Like, why are men a hindrance? Akila, <laughs> let this be a lesson to all the women listening. Yeah. If your man is working, distract him until he pays attention to you. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. kidding. Waste his time. Don't waste his damn time. Don't ever let your grumpy husband and his lame friends distract you from your dreams. Yeah. Go be a ballerina. Go be a ballerina. Go do your paintings. Mm -hmm. Make a bad YouTube video on your own time. (laughs) I think there's a Lady Gaga quote from back in the day that applies here that's like, don't give up on your dreams. Like your dreams are gonna never are never gonna wake up one day and tell you they don't love you anymore. That's so true. Like focus on those dreams, you know? Gaga did it. (laughs) We can do it too. Exactly. On that note, you guys, this has been one of the more beautiful recordings of my life. Oh my gosh. Every time, like, I feel like every time we talk, and it is not often, it is like a, a soul-cleansing experience. I feel renewed. I feel like tonight I'm going to play the best Animal Crossing of my life after talking to you, Caroline <laughs> Esther. Like, I'm going to cross these animals. <laughs> I'm getting yes. out there. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Turnips. Yes, I'm selling turnips today. I'm going <laughs> to roll up to Elijah Woods Island or whatever. Yes. Be like, yes, exactly. I'm like, how, what are you selling turnips? your turnips for? What's the, what's the good price today? What do we get? And then it'd be like, maybe you'll, I know you won't do it, but you'll think about having cyber sex, <laughs> but you won't do it, but you'll think of it because of I'll me. I'll be like, I'm sorry, my thing broke. I, my controller broke and I threw it into the ocean. <laughs> I can't fuck in this game. Just saying, did I not open your mind? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel closer to that Black Mirror episode, but I don't think it's happening yet. <laughs> soon, though. Soon, I will, I will breach the barrier. Akila, thank you so much for being here. Where can everyone find you, buy your books? Oh my gosh. Like, tell us everything about you. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so I host What A Day podcast from Crooked Media, Monday through Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's called What A Day. It's good. It's 15 minutes, so it's not too much of a bummer. You'll, you get what you need to know. Everyone can vouch. It's pretty great. <laughs> and then I also have um, a book called, obviously, Stories from My Timeline. It's available everywhere. Buy it from a black-owned bookstore in your neighborhood. Um, <laughs> if you don't have one, buy it from a black-owned bookstore online. They exist. Um, Akil, we love you. And everyone, yeah, please buy Akila's book. She has so many stories about working at Disney World that we did. I really wanted to ask you about I'll this come on back. the show. I'll but come back. I'm there. literally Next doing time. nothing. Whenever you all want me, please want me. <laughs> Please love me. Yay. Kayla, thank you so much for being here. We love you so much. Thank you all. This is awesome. Thanks, everybody.
<clears throat> a podcast network.